Welcome back, everyone, to Liquor Ligley's Lakai. I am your host, Nike Liniska, and the tea is the silencio. This is season five, and if you're still with us, I thank you. I truly thank you because it's been a minute. Okay, I think the last time we actually recorded was in the tail end of 2020, uh, going into 2021. Listen, the last time we recorded, there was another president, and Haiti was an ish whole country, and now we're under a new administration, and it's still, you know, whack, but, you know, we're here. Last time we recorded, there were no reels on Instagram. I don't even know if TikTok was still ticky talking. I don't know. Um, but it, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. I think we were um, on like three iPhones ago. And now we're back. The tech is new. The world is different. But we're still the same. Okay? Kind of-ish. <laughs> so if you're new here, my name is Nike, like I just said. And this platform and this podcast is all about the upbringing of Haitian Americans, honestly. If you don't know what the title means, this podcast may not be for you, although I encourage you to stay because we're literally never ever going to stop talking about Lekole Gizakai because this is a unique, unique experience and all my Haitians know it, all my Haitians, Haitian Americans know it. So that's what we're going to be doing. I definitely want to check in real quick and talk to you guys about the new direction of the podcast. Um, this podcast is definitely this go around going to be more testimonial storytelling. It's going to be a very experiential um, podcast. Uh, by that, I mean, I want you guys to feel like you're literally talking to us to the point where you're talking out loud in your car on the bus or wherever you are. Like, I want you guys to feel like you're in the room and not outside of the conversation. So we are going to be enhancing this experience. And one way we're going to be doing that is we've added a feature on Anchor and on Spotify where you can actually record yourself responding to a part of the podcast or just talking with us. And that will alert me and I'll listen to it. And, you know, if you you saying some good stuff, I'll add you in on the podcast. And therefore, we will have a portion where we get to hear live reactions and live conversations from other people. So I think that's really dope. And I'm really excited for that feature. I um, want to speak to the biggest elephant in the room right now. And that is that I'm the only one speaking. And if you've been here, you know that I've had a host with me, my partner in crime, Bettina Vildort. And, you know, this go around, she will not be joining us. Um, she is not on this podcast, but she very much is all over and with us in this on this network and on this platform. We wish her well. She is not dead, guys. So this is not me saying trying to explain that she's deceased. She's very much alive, but she will not be on this podcast. But yeah, we just thank her for, you know, everything she's done. Bettina has been a pivotal, pivotal part of this podcast. And although she thinks she made the name of the podcast, I, you know, still thank her for her creativity, even though she did not make the name. But you know what? I'm not going to keep talking about Bettina because guess who's in the room with me right now? Miss Bettina Vildor. I'm going to let you speak for yourself. What's going on? All right. Y'all know she's a girl. It feels so bittersweet to be back. But let me just clear up the rumor that Nike came up with the name because 
she has a bit of like dementia. I came up with the name. I rebuke, I rebuke, I rebuke. I will never forget when I came up with the name. Right, right. We right. were sitting in that conference room at UMB when the name sprung on me, deep in my spirit, and I uttered the words that came unto me. And I said, Nike, we are going to call it, they call it these like high. I'm pretty sure we said it like backwards, but. And what I did I say it. when you said that? What did I say when you said that? You like, you loved it. You could have. No recollection it. of what I said. <laughs> This is a one-sided story. Like, you, but... you were excited. You were like, yes, like this is the one. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm not gonna I, lie. Guess... I don't remember your reaction, but I remember us being like, we got it. Cause I came up with it. Anyways, though. Yes, Some people that. need these things. What? Uh, nothing. Amen. Bettina, why have you abandoned the platform? Why are you leaving? Honestly, okay, you know what? And, you know, I just would like to thank Nike for um, for the fact that we're doing this now. I think I'm at a better place to actually, like, speak on this now. Like, I feel like I'm just, like, a, way more mature than I was when the last time we recorded, like, 2020, 2021. Ew, I don't even want to think about those days. But I just want to start by saying, right, I just turned 25, and it is true what they say when you turn 25, like when that frontal lobe starts coming together and you start <laughs> having like a pip and like things just start making sense. Things just started clicking for me. That's why I feel like I have the verbiage for what happened then now. So I just want to start off by saying like, I'm going to be real honest with y'all with like, you know, what happened, you know, because I, I, I think you guys deserve to know like, so you don't come up with your own situations on what happened and, you know, thank the Lord I'm not dead. So really what happened was, y'all, so I do have a bad, you know, a toxic trait, which I just realized. I just realized this upon turning 25. When I'm going through things, I don't like to let anybody in to help me or to support me or to carry me because I don't like feeling like a burden. And I know some people be like, well, you know, that's what friends are for. But for some reason in my head, like, it just comes off burdeny. It comes off, like, needy and, like, you know, a bit weak. And I know, I know that's not the case, you know, and at the time, you know, that was harder for me to accept, like, than it is now. But I do this thing where, you know, as soon as stuff starts hitting me, I just have to deal with it by myself. And I kind of just shut the world out. And I just try to lock in, which is, you know, it's not good. I just try to lock in and get over it. And I feel like sometimes that just prolongs when I go through certain things. So, you know, 2020 was a very, like, 2020 um, and 2021 was a very, very, like, rough year for me. And I know it was rough for everybody, you know. But I just started to experience things I've never experienced before. And at one point, I was just dealing with so many different heartbreaks from things in life at once. And I could not... I just could not... I just could not just tell people or or even, you know, just confide in Nike. I know because... I know those times when Nike was like, you know, like, you know, it says just talk to me what's going on, but I just couldn't. I just, I just couldn't. And I just, you know, just shut down like tremendously. And I mean, shut down, lost like 60 pounds. I know a lot of people saw because people would comment on like my weight loss, you know, I was going through it on so many levels and it just got to the point where, you know, I did start dragging my feet and I was not contributing to the platform like I should have. And it was not fair to Nike neither. And she gave me many chances to get it together, but y'all, I could like I could not get it together. And I think my I guess I, I don't want to say dishonesty, but I think the fact that I wasn't upfront with, you know, the level of things going on 
it was just, in my opinion, it was just better for me to just like, like draw back from the world. So then it got to the point where one day I realized like it wasn't fair for me to let Nike really like suffer with the, not suffer, but deal with the weight of the podcast while I'm dragging my feet and just showing up and, and, and being on air. And then like, that's it for me. Like it was, it definitely got to the point where it was like probably like 90 and 10% and it wasn't fair. So one day, you know, Nike did give me an ultimatum and I had to honor that because I feel like if anything you do in this life, you do need to have boundaries. Cause that was, I think that was an episode we did. And I was overstepping hers by not pulling my own weight simply because, you know, life was hitting me and I didn't have the, the words to express, you know, and give her the chance to work with me. So it did ultimately lead me to making the decision to let her have her direction with the podcast without me just holding her back and and dragging my feet and being there but not being there because it was just not fair to her. And I just needed to get myself together, honestly. I needed to... So really just to, I just needed to get myself together and I, it didn't feel right for me to, you know, get on the platform and, and just say a whole bunch of stuff. And, and then there was just a whole bunch of other stuff going on. So yes, that's essentially what led to the decision of me not being on the podcast anymore. But, um, it does, it's so bittersweet. Cause I feel like the podcast is the first thing I've ever like birthed, you know, in a way it's the first thing I've ever done from the ground up like obviously it wasn't by myself but it's the first thing I feel like I've contributed to the world organically like that was mine so to make that decision to step away was very hard it, it's as if I gave up my own child like for adoption there's nothing wrong with that people do that because they have to but that's really what it felt like it was tough it, it was heartbreaking um it's still tough even me being here right now it's like so different to be like a guest on you know a, a platform you started but um, I think essentially at the time I made what I thought was a good decision, but I do um, want to publicly apologize to Nike for just, I know at times it, it probably, not probably, I know it sucks just being my partner in this. And I do apologize. I apologize for, you know, all the times I wasn't upfront, I wasn't pulling my weight. I wasn't being supportive. Um, I do apologize to you publicly because we were on a public platform and I thank you for being as patient as you were with me. And you tried to understand just off what I, the little I was giving. So, you know, I do thank you for that. And, um, and I am, I do apologize to the supporters as well. Cause I know it's probably just crazy seeing somebody go ghost, um, like that. So I do apologize to you guys as well. And, um, and I just thank you guys for all the feedback you, you guys have ever given us over the times, everybody whose lives we've ever, you know, added like a positive touch to. We've gotten so many DMs and emails and people that come up to us and thank us. So it's been an honor to be on the Nicole Zakai journey. I think not 25, though. If I was to go hear those episodes from back in the day, I think I'd die from embarrassment. Cringe. Now at 25, I'm like, what the heck were we saying? What were we saying for real? Because I really thought I, I knew something at 23, 22, and I probably did. But now I'm like, I feel like I'm growing every day. So I would like die from embarrassment. If I... I don't even, if you guys still listen to those episodes, you're brave, but don't talk to me about it, please, because it's very crazy, the things that used to go on on there. But it's been an amazing journey, and I'm always going to be Likolidi Zakai forever, you know? And yeah, that's my spiel. Wow, Bettina, I was not expecting you to be this honest. You know, I kind of hit Bettina up, what, 45 minutes before I got on here? <laughs> 
because honestly, I didn't want to speak for you, and I didn't want people to be like, okay, like we're just not gonna hear from Bettina. Da, da, da. And I know you're in a better space. I could physically see that you're in a better space. And yeah, thank you so much. I was not expecting any of that. You're so awesome. You already know how I feel about you. Of course, it was tough. It was tough, and I'm and, so I'm, and I and I know that you've grown because you could acknowledge how hard it was on my end to kind of like, cause you're also my friend. So it's like, I didn't feel like I had the authority to be like, get out, <laughs> like the authority to be like, I don't want to do this with you. I, but I, it was, it was definitely heartbreaking. I would say to kind of know that this is not something you could continue supporting um, because of everything you were going through. And I know some of the things you were going through and even the little that I did know, I knew it was like killing you. So I really appreciate you and look at you on the other side to God be the glory because you made it through. And one day I definitely want you on to, you know, speak if you can and testify of the goodness of the Lord, because girl, you are still standing. You look great. You sound great. Definitely a 180 from, you know, your previous season. And yeah, and I just thank you so much for being on this podcast. Like, and I would say too, like, it took me some time to kind of get back on this podcast stuff because I know like how much I leaned on you to like record and to actually do this. Um, and I know how big of a part you played. Like, I know at some point it got to 90. 90%, 10% ratio, but that was just in kind of like the work, not in the value of what you brought. And I recognize your value and it's been definitely tough, but I will say just like hearing your words today, I'm like so thankful and so grateful that you are like, this is what you see now. And this is like your perspective uh, because yeah, it's, it's just, it's been, it's been a journey. Eh? It's been a journey. Been a journey. Yo, this was like a red table talk. But no, it really has been a journey. And it's crazy because I remember just at the time, bro, it's like you're watching. I remember just watching me. Like, I was seeing what you were going through and I was seeing what was happening. But it's like I was outside of my body seeing it. Like, Mm. I was shaking myself like, bro, like, bro, do something, bro, like, do something. It's like I was saying it, but my body wasn't receiving it because I just Mm. had to like a... Like, it's like my whole body just froze from just, like, the severity of the situations, multiple situations at the time. And I remember at one point feeling like, bro, I thought the battle was supposed to be the Lord's. Why am I dying in the field right now? Like, I was <laughs> mad. Arrows was prospering, man. I don't know. I know. I not, it's crazy because I, I remember I used to, be, like, know what the Bible said. And I think, you know, what really drove me, like, worse I was watching my prayers work for everybody but myself. And, and you know, everyone's hitting you up for, like, a word and stuff like that. So I got to the point where I really started beefing with God, like, what's up? Like, what's up? What's going on? Like, do you not mess with me? Like, right. what's going on? Because why am I still in these situations? Like, how come the very people you place here to, like, shape me and mold me are, like, literally killing me right now? And I'm trying to do the right thing. I'm trying to honor. I'm trying to it's just, I felt like the work I put in and the outcome was just not aligning. So that led me more into a spiral because I was just like, this is not making sense, you know? And even to see me have the perspective I have now, like, I really am shocked because I know that that period was so dark for me. I never thought there was going to be, like, another side. Like, I didn't see another side. I didn't see it getting better. 
I didn't see another opinion. I didn't see nothing. Like, I just was ready for it to just, you know what I'm saying? If you've been there, you know exactly what I'm saying. I don't want to put mm-hmm. no trigger warning, so I'm going to leave it there. But that's where I was at, you know? So even sometimes, like, I had no plans to turn 25. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. on my birthday, I was like, you know? Yeah, we yeah. Gotta, we didn't plan to make it this far. Now we actually got to... Glory! Hallelujah! I think, too, just seeing what should have killed me, like, just birth something new, you know? It's just been a crazy ride. But I will say, like, if there's anybody there that just, you know, if you really feel like this is the end all be on, you want God to end it now, because I feel you. At some point, you do get better. I can't explain it, because, you know, I wish I had the verbiage for it. But I'm seeing myself now conquer things that were knocking me at the knees, you know? And I'm just... Mm. Bro, just stick stick to the course and hang in there and be honest. I've had so many real conversations with God. Like, I realized when you cut out the performatives, because I used to be so performative sometimes. It's crazy yeah. when, you know, when you fit the church girl mode so perfectly. Like, you could say anything and people think it's profound. The whole time, like, yeah, I, I don't have, I don't believe nothing I just said. But when you start, like, being authentic with it, not, not that I don't use these big words and fix my tone. Not that I just speak to God like we're bros. I feel like it's more authentic. I feel like I, I've been given a chance to start my journey over for me and not, you know, to be like a youth leader or some young preacher. Like once you get out of the the titles and, and what people expect of you, and I left my church and went to another one, but I feel like I've just <laughs> been in a better place. Yeah. And right. um, you know, I'm still healing, I'm still learning, I'm still, you know, I'm not perfect, but I will say I think this is the best time for me to explain what happened. Because if y'all needed me to explain it in 2020, y'all would have been scared. Because I don't know what would have come up. Y'all would have been no fact, Me too. And if I had explained it, it would have came from a place of bitterness. Like, Yeah. And I understand. Yeah. I understand for sure. Like, I, I, I still, it still eats at me too. Sometimes I wish I could go back and, and it, it eats at me. I'm not proud of, like, my actions. I'm not proud of how things fell apart. I'm not proud of it at all. But. I am, it does make me happy to know that we are here right now and in a different place. Right, exactly, exactly. I think that I'm going to pretty much um, wrap this up and ask you, Bettina, what does Leko Kai mean to you? That is a great question. Where was this when we started out? Exactly, girl, you know, we've never, we've never even broken it down. (laughs) Because to us, it was literally what it meant, like home church and school. Right. I think, so when you mean, you mean like the phrase, the podcast, like the, is this an open-ended question? It's an open-ended question, but for me, I'm more thinking of like the, the upbringing upbringing. and more like, yeah, whatever, actually, whatever you want. You could say the podcast, it could be whatever. I'm going to think about the upbringing, you know, you know, just being a firstborn daughter uh, in a more healed version of that. To me, means being raised with community, being raised with pride and being raised with like zeal. You know, you're just always striving Mm -hmm. at something and being raised in like faith. And I don't just mean like the Christian faith, but I realize like Haiti as a country is so resilient. It's like our people, we just always know there's going to be a better day. It's going to get better. And sometimes when I just hear the songs of the Shunnis feelings, there's so much hope in it. And I just feel like if you take out all the legalistic 
things at the core of Haitian Lakai, it's just standing up with your head tall and believing that God, like God has a bigger plan for you that's bigger than you, you know? And Haitians are so right. community-based. I'm not going to lie, like, leaving, like, the Haitian church, I feel like I did, like, granted, it's not always perfect. We had a community. Like, I miss being in the gen. I miss being in the choir. I miss, I miss mm. those things. I miss the youth. Like, growing up a Haitian youth was lit. Like, those were your brothers and your sisters. And I feel like that's just how Haitians are. They're so community-oriented, family-oriented. Like, you'll have tatis that are not even your family. That's just your aunt, you know? You don't even right. know how she's your aunt, but she's your aunt. So to me, like, the lakai means greater than your home. It's just your people, your child. Mm, and yes. so they call, they just always want us to, to strive in our education. And yes, you might not be a doctor or engineer, but I realize your parents, at some point, they will support you if you are educated in the thing you want to do and you elevate it. They just want to see you elevate it, you yeah. know? And the they just want to see money. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and the Ligley's just means, you know, having, you know, the Lord at your core, you know, having understand that Jesus is, he's on your side, you know? If Christ mm-hmm. is for us, who can be against us? So to me, that's what they call the Lizakai means. I love it. I love it. All right. Yes. Yeah, so I asked our cousins online, um, what does Lekol Ligley's Lakai mean? Um, and here are some of the answers. People said principle which I think is some of what you, you kind of hinted at. Um, someone said community, most definitely, most definitely. Um, someone says it means the standards set for my life keeps me grounded. Very much so, but I think that that I it's true, period. But you won't see that when you're growing up in it. Yes, um, fine. <laughs> yeah, like keeps me grounded when I'm, eight, when I'm 18, 17, trying to, you know, go to a bashment. That does not matter to me. Um, somebody said Haitian parents did their best, but this is narrow-minded, a uh, narrow-minded perspective of parenthood. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I think you can be I debated. Think it is that. But, uh, Go ahead. No, I said I think like anyone could debate that, but I, I get where they're coming from too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like even that could be like five different conversations. It's so it's so much. Um, somebody says it, uh, the colleague is like, I just means a lot to them because it's all that they've known. Um, and yeah, some, some explanation, I think, cause somebody asked the person what they meant by narrow minded with the parenthood stuff. And they said, um, core values in raising kids is narrow minded. It can also hinder the child from being exposed to different things that can help their development. I think we keep we have to keep in mind that the three L's come with control. Haitian parents get to dictate every aspect of your childhood. They meant aspect. Just some of my thoughts. Mm-hmm. That is, I I'm not gonna say that is a lie. It's a, that's it's really a truth. feeling, but honestly, it's one of it the truths. Truth. It could be. The yeah. Truth. yeah like I said, it's very it's very deep. It's very deep. Um, and somebody said, hey, Lekwa means redefining what it means to a, a Haitian young adult in the diaspora. Um, and they explained that by saying, um, examining how our parents raised us, respecting them for trying their best, growing from it, and bringing them along for the ride. Great answers, everyone. Um, I honestly agree with all of them and disagree with all of them at the same time. <laughs> that's what makes it so multifaceted though 
exactly. But I just want to exactly. add one more. I feel like it also means not being someone, bro. I don't mm. know what's gotten over the earth these days, but there's a spirit oh. of someone, bro, all over the world. And I need the someone and the someone to stop. Yo, the spirit of someone, bro. And it's crazy. I feel like our parents are so anti-shame that it makes us, like, we struggle with shame. But I think the world could use a little shame right now because <laughs> I shouldn't open the internet and start feeling your shame for you. Like, no you need, you need no, a little shame. That's right. A little that's shame right. is good. A little, a little shame. shame goes a long way. Story and times on social media. Some of crazy. Some stay in your notes and be between you and God in the castle. Crazy. We don't Taking even know. Taking the man back. Like, yo, have you seen that TikTok trend when it's, like, the swipes? And the Yo, stories. Oh my god! Embarrassed for my I'm young ladies. Like you flew to West Bum to meet him, and his girl fought you. Why did you <laughs> tell me that? Why did you tell me that? Exactly, I agree with you. Well, thank you so much, Matita, for coming on, um, guys. This is really just the way um, we're going to be moving forward. Just like how I read these questions, and you know, we got to hear from people. I want to keep doing that. Um, yes, thank you so much, Bettina, for coming on. You're awesome. You're loved. This is not the last time you guys will be hearing from her, right, Bettina? Definitely not. Yeah, yeah. More to come. This podcast is now bi-weekly. <laughs> this is <laughs> life got real. <laughs> this is a bi-weekly podcast. We will not be dropping weekly episodes. Um, that is tough. That is tough. But please follow us on all the platforms, on Instagram at Lecoleglis, like, or um, sign up to our newsletter at, you know, uh, via our our link in the bio. Just link in the bio and everything's there. Because as we're dropping bi-weekly ep- um, episodes, we'll also be doing lives, we'll be doing other interactive um, content that, you know, I think everyone would really enjoy. Um, and yes, and merch coming soon, as it's been coming soon for, for years now. <laughs> guys so much for listening um tune in by week i don't even know what to, i don't even know what the damn outro is anymore anyways thank you guys for listening bye, bye.